0: This episode of Discuss Metal was recorded live on February 4th, 2022. Discussing the Metal of Doom. This is the Discuss Metal podcast with Matt Nas of Roach Coach and Rance Denton of FPS. Hosted by Dan Terry and Joseph Wren. Presented by Discussmetal.com.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Discuss Metal Live. It's and finally time. It is finally time. We we we've hyped it for months or, or we haven't. I, I don't know if we have hyped it for months. I don't know. I just got back from vacation. I'm happy to be here with some of my favorite, my favorite friends. Not, not my non-favorite friends. I didn't invite them. <laughs> you know who you, are. you know who you are. You're everybody that's not here. Looking at you, Jeff. Um, but uh, yeah, so tonight, I just dropped, a, dropped an um. This is live. We're not used to doing the live thing. I know you guys have seen me live stream video games and stuff online before, but that's more of like uh, me just sitting there being like, I'm depressed. How about you guys? Let's play this game. <laughs> but for the very first episode we have decided that we wanted to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, which is the doom series of video games, much like actual doom players who
0: are trying to play doom on everything that comes out with a CPU and a battery, not even necessarily a screen. Dan will always find ways to talk about doom related materials. (laughs) And who else are you going to have on that show? But rants, from discuss metal, what's up, man?
2: What's going on, you guys? Oh, 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 me from discuss metal, absolutely. Well, oh, Rance okay.
1: Does co-host. In case you guys didn't know, <laughs> uh, if you head over to our other YouTube channel, discuss metal gaming, uh, Rance and I do a web show. We're called FPS, where we discuss old school first-person shooters. Um, so, and so far on the show, we've talked about Doom, uh, obviously. Quake. Uh, we talked about Doom, Quake, Blood. Unreal
2: yeah and then Um, there was a point where i think i think christmas or like holidays got to
1: us and we were just texting each other and going like
2: can we we, should we just do this next month or the week after the month after
1: yeah we'll return let's just just push it off we were actually going to do it tonight and then i was (laughs) all like let's upgrade to discuss metal live that's okay we're still going to talk about doing Get to hang out with dan again
0: that's cool i'm I'm fine with that and dan we have the roach rider Mr. Matt Nas from all things
3: Gabber media.
1: Keep it rolling, baby. I'm so happy to have Matt Nas here as I usually am. Actually, it's funny. After we posted the, I think, what was the last really hard episode I did? Velvet acid Christ. Velvet acid Christ. Uh, Everybody was all like, you guys need to get Matt Nas on the show, you know, the entire time. I'm like, send me a truck full of money and then I'll send (laughs) it to him to, to do that because the thing is, is that, you know, we all only have so much time in a day. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah, no doubt. But thank
3: you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Love Doom. Can't wait to talk about the music of Doom and and just talk about Mick Gordon for about two hours. Can God. we just just talk about <laughs> Can me? we? I want to write him a Valentine's close to Valentine's Day. Also everything
0: like... I love about the original soundtrack is like your favorite MIDI everything from the 90s. Then Mick Gordon shows up.
3: That well, I love, fits. I that can't works. wait. I can't wait because I'm like, what Bobby Prince did into what, you know, I know Chris Vrenna was involved with three. And then when we get to Mick Gordon, it's just like too yeah. much to talk about. It so excited about it. It, it really but. is. Like, I know for a fact all of us are going to get to a point where, we're like, fuck, I, there's something I forgot to mention. Oh, when when you mentioned this, I went down that deep YouTube doom music hole that's like songs that songs that were ripped off blatantly
1: into (laughs) (laughs) This song is clearly dominated by Pantera. Yeah. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Oh, it's what was the Megadeth song that we'll get we'll get into it. Yeah. Um because i can't remember it I, I probably should have looked that up before we went live but uh we're live that's that's how this works now you're, you're gonna get the facts as straight off the top of my head as you can well right get right them. before
2: we started i was like i have to i have to be really on my shit so let me just pull up this track list of doom
1: 2016 that
2: was about as far as i got
1: <laughs> nice i was working from home and i was like gonna break my keyboard at one point because i'm like <laughs> typing these like Really, really annoying. Like I'm typing these like super, super long, annoying like into a spreadsheet that goes into a database and all of that. And like I'm listening to the Doom soundtrack, and I'm like, I'm just like, like bashing my keys. And I'm just like, I'm not gonna have a workable keyboard if I if I <laughs> if I if I keep this up, I'm not gonna be able to play Doom after we're done talking about it.
0: I had the same experience today, and I think it was Bang Camaro that I reached for. <laughs> same effect. When you get
1: that groove going, man, it's just, yes. All of a sudden you're typing to the beat. Absolutely. You and bank Camaro. Well, here, here's the part of the show where we can't just give you the goods right away. Right. So uh, what I want to do is I kind of want to go well to the bottom of the table and, um, see Matt, Matt, Nas and Rance Denton. Can I say your last name? Yeah, You can say my last name. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Um, my is an international man of mystery are you gonna so. dox me is this a dox oh thing? dude this <laughs> is
3: oh i didn't dude, know it was a fuck. dox party <laughs> it's all a right. dox party yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we doxed matt months ago he loved it uh, oh man <laughs> so many, many pizzas up to the house. yeah so many i, I ordered none of them <laughs>
2: but I ate you ate of them. all of them. a bunch <laughs> of vegetarian pizzas show up you're like but, but what am I supposed to fucking do with these? All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the squirrels are gonna love these. I love pepper.
1: Well, I can't addition. burn this for fuel. <laughs> in addition to uh, to Rance hosting uh, FPS with me, uh, Rance has his own podcast called the Quarantine Book Club that I want him to talk about.
2: Oh, I mean, it is uh, it is the the best thing I get to do every week. Uh, my brother Bob and I read a bunch of really shitty books and get angry about them. And usually like I, you know, I teach English. I love literature. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, analyze. And really this just sort of goes down the whole of us getting really hammered and getting angry about these books because they're not good. And they possess very little literary merit. So I got uh, the quarantine book club that I do with my brother. And I also just released a novel this past year called his ragged company. It's um, a Western fantasy book. So it is a thing. Uh, yeah, that's what I got going on. I love this idea. What's the uh, what's the worst
3: book that you've read so far? Um,
2: in your it was opinion? actually really fitting to be on Discuss Metal Talk about this. It was this book called Austin Weird, and it's all about this Viking who is a bouncer at a metal club in <laughs> Austin, Texas. So it a is, regular bouncer at a metal club. Oh, it is a piece <laughs> of shit. And I went into it thinking this book's going to be super great. And then we found at the like four books in the series – that the author just ripped, he had somebody on Fiverr do his cover and then just didn't pay and ripped off the picture from Fiverr that the the, the artists had put up there. So the front of the book just has Fiverr watermarks all over it.
1: Oh, wow. And now he's selling it as an
3: NFT. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) you're just, you're you're deep, you're dipping deep into the self-published madness. Yeah.
2: And I, 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 and I, I, I love suggestion. Oh no, please do. I'm always about suggestions. We're reading one called Dinosaur Lords this week, and it sucks.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot remember this uh author off the top of my head, but primo local talent.
2: And that's the thing, man. Is that like there's some amazing self-published books out there? And then holy shit, there are some then garbage there's
3: ones. 10 feet of absolute <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I love how many
0: zombie stories have you read this week, Matt? Because I've got a whole stack of independently produced zombie stories.
3: (laughs) That's another one where there's like three great ones and
2: 30,000 terrible ones. Oh, I love it when you go to like Barnes and Noble and you get an anthology that's like the the it's the the sidewalk of the living dead featuring the <laughs> only Stephen King uh, story with zombies in it. And then all these other authors and you're like, this is this is all garbage. This is all bad. This well, it's is like those dollar
1: store a... horror movie compilations, yes. right? <laughs> They're like horror classics, but there's like one good. It's got like Night of the Living Dead on it. And then it's got like a thousand movies you've never heard heard yep. of before. They've got one coked out Stephen King
3: story (laughs) that he doesn't even remember writing. exactly, And And then eventually you find the deal. (laughs) And then it's 30 Edith Swenson tales from the dark side episodes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, speaking of that, let's, uh, let's roll into, uh, let's roll into what, uh, Matt Nas has going on in his his daily when he's not hanging out with us. Uh, hi, everybody. I am Matt Noss and I am from
3: Gabber Media. And we proudly do the Roach Coach podcast. The Roach Coach podcast is the journey to create the new metal canon. Every week, or actually at this point, is every other week, we listen in full to an album to decide whether or not it is exemplary of the style of new metal. We've been doing it about five years, which is unbelievable to wow. us. And um, it is Lauren Kozlowski, Jennifer Bloomer, and myself, Jennifer Sosha, now that she's married. Uh, I just gave away one of her kids' passwords. Um, (laughs) Those future kids' passwords are going to (laughs) be so blown wide open. Um, But yeah, and uh, we have a hell of a lot of fun doing that. And we also do, I am involved with a show called Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we watch anthology horror. Uh, transmissions from the dark side is has gone through all of tales from the dark side and all of nineties anthology horror monsters. And we're currently watching some of our favorite anthology horror movies. We just finished body bags, which was supposed to be kind of like an analog to tales from the crypt for showtime, but uh, didn't quite get there even though John Carpenter John Carpenter has this face during most of his he's, he's kind of like the spine of body bags. And he is a face. That's just like, we're doing this in one take, no matter what. Oh no. Yeah. It's just like, then that one take becomes the show. Yeah. Like first thought, worst thought at one point he does the away we go arms. It's like, what is happening? Uh, Well, we just did our very first uh, watch and comment. We just watched Halloween three season of the witch because Halloween three is fuck. Truly, yes. is truly the only anthology like John Carpenter intended Halloween to be anthology, but it, it was so successful that they had to make Halloween two with Michael Myers. And then he was like, well, don't worry. three's going to be an anthology. And then it's that bonkers psycho mask movie uh so we watched that and uh commented on it and that's this week's episode so you can find all these shows at gabbermedia.com and uh we'd love to have you come around broach coach is one of the
2: best names ever by the way
3: thank you it's just such a great name (laughs) that's that's all lauren and jenny i was the uh long and short of it is they love new metal and i'm 44 uh i'm grizzled Uh, and uh like 99, I watched TRL every week, but I didn't like love new metal. I would have said that I loved Radiohead and then was insufferable about everything else. It's like, oh, this isn't Radiohead. And it's like, <laughs> shut up. Nobody cares. Um, I did way too much as, as every 20 year old shit. But um, they loved it. They absolutely loved it. And I was just coming on as a producer. And then I couldn't shut up. And then I became part of the show. So it's been a magical journey. I had never in my life thought I would
1: listen to this much new metal. <laughs> oh, I hear your brother. Uh, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely fun. I, I like that. We're all in the genre of uh, rants, trigger, trigger warning. I love that. We're all in the world of content creation, which involves, <laughs> which involves, uh, Experiencing something And getting either really happy Or really mad about it This man, this man knows I hate the phrase
2: How
0: much blackmail are we listening to this week Dan
2: Oh every every Mortis album it's fine oh. <laughs> oh, It's me
3: Why must you make fun of Mortis <laughs> <laughs> Any artist that refers to themselves In the third person I love All oh, Mortis is the best <laughs> <laughs> woe is me mortis <laughs> mortis matt i didn't know you were on the show tonight
0: oh
2: i
3: am and i'm sad so i need more
1: cellos please are you so- sad or is mortis sad <laughs>
3: my arpeggiator's with- broken <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wow okay so we are I think i uh, think think we're primed and ready joe do we have anything we need to tell anybody about
0: i just want to tell everyone thank you for watching and you can check out all of our podcasts at discussmetal.com some of them feature matt some of them feature
1: rance most of them feature dan they all feature me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i have gotten sick a couple of times oh no 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 i think the only episodes i've ever missed were when my wife was having child well i think you you get sick a lot though i mean
2: just in general like your body is not ready Northern for her. like all the kids
1: and the germs uh, you know, actually, I'll, I'm going to say something about that real quick. Uh, because, I'm sorry. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to. No, it's fine. I just, <laughs> I just feel personally attacked. Uh, no, uh, a lot of that has to do like I have made a lot of lifestyle changes. I've gone uh, you know, o- over the past three or four months. I've actually gone a lot better with my like food. I'm not going to like do an infomercial. I'm like, Oh, I started eating kale and now everything, everything's way better. Uh, but I did, I did stop drinking, uh, which, which might actually be like an instant unsubscribe for some people. Um, but I, I stopped drinking back in November and, um, honestly, I've felt a lot better since then. I'm not saying people that do drink are trash. I could tell you whenever I do, I feel like trash. So, um, that has helped immensely. And I'm actually hoping that, uh, I'm actually hoping that that going forward, um, that'll actually help me into like other stuff like weight loss and generally having energy to do things. <laughs> so proud of you, man! So yeah, proud. Man. Seriously, keep
2: rocking it. That ro- that rules.
1: I'm looking, but I forward think to I think I'll get energy to wake up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right.
2: I love. I love. Uh,
3: sometimes I just dream of having
1: the energy to climb
3: stairs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
1: okay so about that i got back from i got back from vacation uh on sunday as of the recording of this and um i heard a drip i knew i should take care of it i decided to ignore it woke up the next morning and half my basement floor was flooded oh my god so you're talking about not having enough energy to go up the stair or go down flight of stairs just to check on a leaking noise <laughs> Oh, no. so uh, I've still got a long way to go before I'm um, before I've got the energy to Does actually... your whole basement have a faint odor to it it's It's getting better, oh, man. It's the
2: worst. i I sympathize with you because I grew up with like with like just flooding basements.
1: and i I wanted to burn the house down, pet stain remover. Ah, oh, good call. Just saying, it it helps a lot because your pet stains are not all that different than people stains. Um, but uh, yeah, you, all you got to do is just you know suck a whole bunch of water out of your carpet, when, when and you then just hope to God it doesn't turn to mold. Break out the
2: shop vac. That's right. When you mention people stains. Matt's eyes sort of went up like, are there bodies in his basement?
3: Yeah, (laughs) that I don't know about. Is this a Slipknot song I'm not aware of? Oh,
0: God, God, I can't wait to sing about people stains. Stains. Have you uh, heard Disaster
3: Peace lately, Matt? (laughs) You might have me.
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, speaking of disaster pieces, um, let's, uh, let's talk about doom and I, and I want to do kind of this. Uh, everybody's like, Oh, we're 17 minutes in and now they're going to talk about doom. Welcome to our show. <laughs> like, welcome to our, our, our channel, our, our brand, so to speak. Um, I just want to do like a little bit of a round table and find out what was your guys's first experience with doom. I'm going to throw it to Matt Nas first. Interesting. Um, I didn't get a PC until about
3: 95. So I was probably a little bit late to the doom party for like the early adopters, but probably one of the bigger first waves of uh, people that had it, but it was, I kind of got into PC gaming through uh, Warcraft two, then that transitioned into quake which back transitioned into doom. Oh yeah. Because it was like, yeah, I didn't have a system that could run anything, but I remember seeing doom and I remember seeing like all the cheats that you could do and like all the God mode and stuff like that. And I was like, what is this game? And then seeing Wolfenstein and like seeing all of those and not having a computer that could do any of that. And then finally getting one. And then it was just Starcraft, Diablo, doom, but like honestly, that first that first Doom made me motion sick. So I played a lot more Quake, which is weird, but that's kind of where I lived until Doom 2016. And then I was like, Oh yeah. Where have I been? This <laughs> is the this is the best.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's those dull like- textures, Matt. Everything just a little bit more pleasant on the eyes when you don't have all those oranges and greens and blues. And the streamers least favorite
3: texture. Well, yeah. I remember playing E1M7 like a thousand times and just eating shit every time I, I was just terrible at the game as well, I was not good at it. And um uh, then when I got bad, when I got good, <laughs> then it, then things it got G U D. Get <laughs> good as they Get say. Get good, stop being trash. <laughs> I had to stop being trash and then I got good and then twenty sixteen came out and I felt like the most powerful human that's ever <laughs> held a controller in their
1: life. A controller. I still Joe, don't have a Joe, good we need easy. to start we need to start vetting our guests better. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Man, I, I was actually
2: twenty sixteen my my first playthrough of twenty sixteen was was on a um uh was on a controller too, so I'm right there with you.
0: Dan tries to be PC elitist with everything, even the games that he once played on an Xbox 360. I get shit constantly for playing Borderlands with a controller. I don't know how you can do that. I'm like, dude, the game came out on 360. This is all I know. This thumb does this, this thumb does this. It's fine.
2: I don't yeah, know. But do, you, I, do you play inverted? Because that's my problem is that I play shut inverted right I, now. Rance. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what, where that came from. It must have been like growing up on, on.
1: It came from the Nintendo 64.
2: Rance. It must have because all I cannot I cannot look up to look up. I have to look up to look down. And Everybody around me is like, you're fucking broken. Star Fox on the SNES.
0: Mm,
1: that might have been. That's it. what did
0: it for me. Got to play those inverted controls.
1: <laughs> Got to do it. I do think it's fun. Just as a little side note, that Matt's first, the uh, first uh, game instead of Doom was Quake. It couldn't have had anything to do with the industrial soundtrack. Well, and that the nails, the, the nail gun was nine-inch <laughs> nine nails logo nails. <laughs> on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Were you
2: just terribly disappointed though with the soundtrack for Quake, where you're like, okay, the menu music is phenomenal. This nice. menu music is exactly what I'm gonna get, and then you get into it, and it's just a bunch of like weird breaths.
3: Yeah, it's like
2: <laughs> you're like wait, yeah. Trent. What what the fuck did children
3: you children Clang <laughs> lightly in the background? Clang, yeah. clang. <laughs> just way over processed chains in a box, <laughs> a ticking clock, and then and then just the regular sound effects of <gasps> <laughs> or that that floating things that would go qua <gasps>
2: <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I don't know why that That's sticks in that. my head all the time that was
1: pretty cool. fucking good man <laughs> oh I loved it oh my goodness yeah I can't like every time uh, every time I wake up in the morning I still make the I still make the quake jumping sound <laughs> just
2: <laughs> <laughs> or, or the one that always killed me was the was the one where he's drowning and you just hear uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he's like you, choking he's to like, death su- on
1: chicken or something. <laughs> or something yeah this super bubbly one where it's like I oh, do oh, oh. <laughs> Um, and we may be retreading old ground here, but Rance, when was the first uh, time that you got into Doom? Um, it's actually it's it's
2: funny hearing Matt say 1995 because it reminds me, uh, and I'm not saying it to be an elitist asshole, but it reminds me like how early I got into Doom. Um, I remember going to computer shows with my dad because my my father was an older dude, but he was really into computers, <laughs> and uh, we had like a 286, and we would go to computer shows in the in the Maryland area. And right when Doom shareware hit and they had released it up on the, you know, the the BBS or whatever, it was then just at every computer show and you would go and every other booth had a Doom demo going. And uh, we had I had played Wolfenstein when I was a kid. We, you know, my dad had gotten that and I was like, yeah, I'm playing this. And the, the minute I saw Doom, I was like, Dad, dude, we got to get this. And I was like, I think I was like 11 at the time or t- 10 or 11. So we got it. First, uh, The first episode on two, two 3.5 discs and got home, put it in, installed it, and the computer was like, you're an idiot. You need two more megabytes of RAM. And it took a <laughs> year and a half Whoa. for us to get two more megabytes of RAM. And then I played it, and I never looked back, man. It became It became my absolutely favorite game, and it was – honestly, part of that was due to the music. I had never heard – Music like that come from a computer. I'd heard it on the NES and SNES, but not the same, not what, what sounded like it wanted to be like thrash metal. Everything else felt a lot more, you know, synthesized. And hearing this MIDI thrash metal coming through my speakers, I was like, this is this is badass. I like this. Um, and it it was a game that pulled no punches at the time. It didn't care that it was violent. It wanted to be a... You know, it wanted to be metal as shit, and I liked that, and it really spoke to me as like an (laughs) 11-year-old. Joe, what
0: about you? I can definitely look back and say the first time I played Doom was after Dan became obsessed with a game called Wolfenstein 3D. I actually worked my way backwards with classic first-person shooters, I think Duke Nukem is the first one I can remember thinking consciously. This is a first person shooter where I kind of have the ability to do whatever I want. I can jump up there. I can fly up there. I can kick whatever that monster is in the face, Uh, (laughs) depending on what version of the game you're playing. You can do both feet at the same time. (laughs) Just equip the
2: foot and then press the kick button. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: So from that, it was the weird history of first person shooters and id software. And well, this is the first first person shooter. No, this is no Wolfenstein (laughs) 3D is actually the first first person shooter somewhere between the Duke Nukem and the Wolfenstein. Got a copy of the ultimate doom played it. And the only thing I could say was I can't jump in this, but I don't care was really smooth it felt like enough of a challenge and it was just these dark dingy environments that it was almost perfect the music wasn't even what landed with me it was just the constant engagement of move forward find the next thing to kill find the exit if you can't find the exit find the key then keep looking for the exit don't die whatever you do don't die I can't remember the first time I found actual secret areas in Doom, because my experience with that was push walls in Wolf 3D. So for me, it was just move forward, find the thing, kill the thing.
2: So your experience with Doom was, ooh,
0: ooh,
2: ooh. <laughs> a wall humping, and that, humping
0: all and that the way. wonderful sound of just
1: holding down the space bar. <laughs> <laughs> it was worse than Wolfenstein because when you pressed against the wall, it actually made a noise. For some reason, it made this weird digitized sound when you pressed against the wall oh. in Wolfenstein, and you go down the entire wall hitting the space <laughs> bar. That game wasn't advanced <laughs> enough to give you wall humping sounds, but it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it, was uh, it was its own personal hell,
0: dude. Yeah. I remember getting the source code and compiling it myself, and just looking up a guide to code out that sound. <laughs> just from having to watch you play it, like, yeah, this is you know one of the best first person shooters I've ever played. Mm. <laughs> Can you find something to kill, dude? Like, it looks like you're just moving along the wall, holding down the space bar. Oh, yeah, there's secret stuff over here, but you don't know where it is. Well, yeah, I'm looking for it. Why is that sound playing?
1: (laughs) That's the worst music in Wolfenstein. (laughs) Oh, Wolfenstein. I wish I could do a Wolfenstein music podcast, but it would be more just like. Do oh. so you really like this, this rendition of green sleeves yeah. or
2: whatever it was? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Joe, and I, Joe and I did mod our own version of Wolfenstein to include like Nirvana and Korn songs. And it MIDI. worked. Yeah. 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 Joe Joe composed all of those songs in MIDI. And it was incredible. Um Korn's Got the Life being the uh, the big highlight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I mowing can, down not it, it in my head. Right? We'll talk involved. after the show. Rants don't go anywhere. <laughs> Probably still has uh, My first experience with Wolf, I'm sorry, not Wolfenstein 3D. My first experience with Doom definitely came after Wolf 3D. My first computer that I that I had access to was a 286 uh, IBM PS one. And, uh, it ran DOS 4.0. I remember that. Cause I, that's how I learned how to use DOS was, uh, I, I actually got the, the, we weren't even using the computer. It was outdated at that time. And I remember asking my dad if I could get the computer out and play with it or something. Cause it was just in a closet. And he's like, just do whatever you want. Just don't be too loud and uh so i i actually sat down and read the dos 4.0 manual so i would know how to use the computer and once i got it up and running i started playing all the apogee games that were on it like um crystal caves and um mm-hmm. cosmos cosmic adventure and dangerous dave and like stuff like that and every single one of those games had a catalog uh it was a catalog.bat file and you type it in and it would it would. Show all, or it would describe in text only like all of these games that they had available. And so I got hooked initially on the description of Wolfenstein. They were like, you know, it's a full, you know, full first person 3D view or whatever. And uh, eventually I was able to procure myself a copy of Wolfenstein to play. Uh, But then, of course, Wolfenstein was the version of Wolfenstein I had was so old that it was already advertising Doom. And it was all like basically. I remember the advertisement was basically like, "Yeah, take your Wolfenstein disk and throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't you don't need this anymore." Uh, so whenever we, whenever I finally did get a three eighty six, which I think I got like a garage sale or something, it was an upgrade for me. I mean, at that point, this would have been mid nineties, so like Windows PCs had already been a thing for a while. So this I was, was pre Gateway, right? This was before I had the Gateway. Yes, Rest and so I got a I got a three eighty six. <laughs> And, um, I was able to get a doom shareware copy to play. And, uh, I was completely blown away except for there was one problem. I had no sound. I didn't have speakers for doom or not, I mean, I didn't have speakers for the computer at all. So like I had like PC speaker sounds, uh, but so I never, I never got to hear the music at first and I didn't get to hear the sound effects, but like, I didn't care because I've always been obsessed with. I think it was like the first time I ever went to a grocery store and I found like a uh, a copy of MIST on CD ROM and I remember turning it around and looking at it and being like, Oh my god, these new games are so much more advanced than the ones I've got on my crappy, <laughs> you know, garage sale computer at home. Uh but I but I remember thinking the mist was like what the screenshots looked. like. I didn't realize that it was just like a picture. You know, you're navigating through pictures in maze, uh, a picture maze in in mist. I just assumed that it was like photorealistic graphics, so I, I became very obsessed with the idea of like a full first person move around in the world and interact with it. And Doom was the best thing that I could run. Uh, at the time, uh, to be able to get that experience. And, uh, once I did end up getting a gateway computer, uh, or my parents probably paid an exorbitant amount of money for (laughs) us to get a gateway computer. Uh, I hooked it up and, uh, installed doom and, uh, it didn't work. And I had to go, I had to go on this thing called the internet and figure out how to like download, like a source port to get it to run on windows. Anyway, long story short, uh, once I actually heard the doom music, it absolutely blew me away because I was um, had ju- was just starting to get into metal and get into like uh, No, I was really wasn't into hardcore at the time it was more just like hard rock and grunge and like a little bit of like whatever Metallica was doing that year and uh, but th- that soundtrack was so pumping it was actually it was actually the weirdest experience because it was the first game that I had ever played. Ignoring the fact that I didn't have sound in any of my games before that, um, that I didn't just like turn the radio on and listen to music while I played the game, Doom's soundtrack was sufficient enough for me to be all like, "Oh my god, I'm like, I'm like really." You know, I mean, whenever you drop into E1N1 and you hear that first song at Doomsgate. I didn't hear MIDI back in the nineties. Oh, you heard, you heard those guitars just absolutely. Shredding. Yeah. I heard, I heard, yes. I heard Andrew, uh, uh, Andrew, what's his name? Herschelts. Uh, yes. Uh, yep. I D G K A or I'm butchering that we'll have a link to it. Uh, when we're done with this, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounded like a full on <laughs> band to me because I didn't know anything about music at the time, um, or now. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I was completely blown away at how it almost seemed as if the music in the game was somehow connected to what I was doing in the game. <laughs> like you just had these giant, you had the, the, you had these these huge swells of intensity when you're in the middle of a firefight. And then you know, whenever you're like going through a dungeon, you've killed all the enemies in the level, and it's like dark and dank, and you're looking for secret areas, and it's like this like slow, sort of creepy, brooding kind of music. Like I realized that's not actually what was going on, but that's I just find that yeah, my imagination, yeah. you know, really like I I just I took the you entire filled in those <laughs> Yes, hook, line, and sinker. I believed everything it was trying to get which, me to believe, which is really cool because looking when
2: you think about the way that. Uh, mick gordon who composed the 2016 music the way that they specifically work with the layering of music in that game it sort of answers to how you are playing in that moment so there are certain tracks that are phased in and phased out based on how quickly you're pressing buttons that's absolutely mind-blowing to me and it it speaks really well to that, like that experience of am I somehow controlling the way this music is is playing at the moment?
3: Yeah, yeah the when i not composing this, yeah, it's so crazy, like how they layered the stems to to react to what the player is doing. But I, like what you said there, Dan, when it was like, and Joe said it as well, like the push, and even Id will say this, and when you watch them talk about like sixteen or uh, eternal, they keep talking about the push forward mechanics of the game, but the way that the music itself is such a huge part of pushing you forward. Like doom has a lot of horror elements to it, but it isn't like a horror game. I don't feel like, Oh, this is like silent Hill or, you know, this is like, I don't know, insert whatever horror game that you like here. It always feels like, yeah, it's a, there's horror aspects to this, but uh you're a badass and listen to this guitar riff (laughs) like if you can't slay
1: to this riff i don't know what to tell you (laughs) we gave you a shotgun we told you where the kill button was and we played this music i mean come on right like in in the first one it's just like i didn't know
3: anything about the game like there is just utter mystery it's like you're on mars i guess good luck (laughs) Um, actually, uh, actually, Matt, oh,
2: actually, Matt, uh, um, actually, uh, well, you are a space Marine. And- <laughs> you're, you're, um, Matt, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to, you to make sure that you know that you're on Phobos in the first episode. Okay. <laughs> you're on a moon. Your name is Flynn McTaggart.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was All always I'm one of the things that, that made me I did so not read anything.
0: About <laughs> All the- I know is I'm in corridors. I have a shotgun, sometimes a pistol, sometimes other weapons, and... A fist. Whatever those yeah, are, they want like, to kill me.
3: <laughs> A brass knuckle fist
2: <laughs> with the tip on the one finger. Just <laughs> thank God. This man is wandering out on the atmosphere of the Phobos and Deimos moons with his sleeve, his hairy arm just
1: appearing. What I think is so- interesting too, though, is it has those like horror elements in the first game. Like it it a hundred percent like excuse me, I felt like I felt like it was a horror game. And I'm of course I'm still talking about the originals because I've got this Mm -hmm. horrible tendency to do everything in chronological order. (laughs) I don't know where I got that from. But the uh, the (laughs) the idea is (laughs) that you are just a man in in the first Doom and in Doom suck in vacuum. That's right and you're 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 there because you assaulted a superior officer because he wanted you to fire on civilians you
2: put him in a full body cast this shit sticks in my head yeah that it sticks in my head i remember reading that read me over and over and i was like what a badass he put this dude in a full body cast like that's how you know that's how you know doom guy is such a such a badass because it's like he doesn't kill him but he breaks his whole body <laughs> Right. I don't
1: know. Which you find <laughs> out must he must have been showing an incredible amount of restraint, just mis- meticulously breaks every bone in the man's body,
3: but also makes sure not to murder him. And as he does it, he makes that he makes
2: that um, uh, that radioactive noise that uh, uh, with the breathing.
1: <laughs> well, it's so funny because like you feel like when you're playing the original Doom that you're just surviving it. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think the music, I'm like, let's keep keep this uh, about music. And I'm just like, so the thing about doom is, is you're surviving. Uh, But yeah, I mean, (laughs) you're you're surviving through the whole game. The music helps. And you're just a human. And then, you know, to jump forward a little bit, you go into 2016 and they're like, we've removed the human element. (laughs) You are now the doom slayer. Yeah. Now, I mean, first of all. The, the level of fan service from the music, the presentation, the mm-hmm. way the game was played. Oh, yeah. The fan service is, ba- is it, it, I mean, it, it is straight up pornography for guys that grew up playing yep. the original Doom games. Where it was just like, hey, you know, what if instead of you just surviving, we're going to create an environment now where everything that's creeping and crawling around in this game is terrified of you. You, like you are no longer like 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 they are no longer uh, you know t- from for our Watchmen reference here you know you are not trapped in there with demons anymore they are yeah. trapped with you you know <laughs>
3: yeah and like classic doom happens to you you happen to doom
2: <laughs> twenty sixteen. And it's that's interesting because I always wonder like where they determined that decision needed to happen. I love it, but also it's really reminiscent of like the new Wolfenstein stuff, where eventually you got to be the worst, the worst threat to the Nazis possible, and they were absolutely scared of you. And it's like this little carryover into Doom.
0: It's well, the inglorious the, bastards yeah, formula yeah. of you're the most dangerous thing here. You have one job, and it's not a complex job. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think was, Wolfenstein was the stepping
1: stone there because they yes. Wolfenstein came out first. The new order did. Um, and they, they present BJ Blazkowicz as this like completely unbelievable action hero, you know, because if you look at the things that you did in Wolfenstein and you look at the things that you did in doom, you are an unbelievable action hero. <laughs> You know, and I, I like the how they embraced that. But tell me if I'm wrong, or if this is a this is a urban legend. But supposedly, when they asked Mick Gordon to score the 2016 game, did somebody actually tell him to not make it a heavy metal soundtrack? That was
2: what that's that's what I had read is that it was originally planned that it was going to be atmospheric because. That was the way Doom 3 was because they they were going for something that was a little more cinematic um, in the vein of something that was like a Call of Duty. And that Mick Gordon was like, you know what, that's sort of that's not Doom and put together a few songs and played them. And then it just absolutely reformed the expectation of the game from there. That's what I had read, too. So,
3: yeah, I definitely read No Guitars. Yes. Was one of the first instructions. So I use a lawnmower, it's cool. Or a yeah. chainsaw or whatever. Chainsaw's a uh, chainsaw works, right? You didn't say no since. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm good. It it is funny because like obviously the history of 16 is mired by like 10 plus years of development hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before they actually were like, Yeah, we're gonna start over and just crack this open again. Yeah. And I cannot imagine 16 without the Mick Gordon soundtrack. Dear God, no. It doesn't work. Like, when you get to that point where you're hearing the first, like, we're sorry that it had to be like this. Oh my God.
2: My hair is standing on end, Matt.
3: (laughs) Like,.
2: And And then he looks down at the corpse and you hear the music pulsing in the background. They, that dooms gate redo.
3: Yep, And, and it's just like, and then it, it just hits the bottom, the elevator doors open and like the, the riff ends and then it's quiet, but you hear the Oh, it's so perfect. You're ready. You're ready to go. The game is like the music has locked you in to what the game will be. And like, that is the power of music because without that, it's it's just a guy click click clack and a shotgun, which is fine, and it's, it's a, go ahead, and it's cool. But it's like that you are ant, you're like ready to go, and it's the first time
0: that a soundtrack could actually be better than the old school original. The Doom twenty sixteen soundtrack is so good, I think you can put it over any first person shooter, past, present, future. And it's going to be really hard for you to tell me that whatever the original score was is actually
1: better than what Mick Gordon put on paper. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I mean, there's a reason there's an entire series of YouTube videos out there and then the Doom music kicks in, you know, for Mm -hmm. every, you know, for especially whenever they when they sync it up to John Wick action scenes. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I mean, John Wick basically is the Doom Slayer, right? Clearly made by a guy
2: who, like, loves metal as well. Um, And I think one of the things that I loved about Just Mick Gordon, everything around 2016 is the showmanship of it as well. That, like, I love the fact that there's videos that he recorded of him playing the songs and this, like, what is it? Some ridiculous nine string monstrosity. And um, it looks like a Jared Dines video. yeah. <laughs> yeah like- <laughs> and, uh, and, and like also like him being at the, the VMAs, which are always their own little, like uh, the, you know, or not, not VMAs, VGMAs. And it's always a little bit bullshit, but like he gets up there looking like a businessman and just starts sh- this song live. And it looks bad. It does. Music for video games, what John Romero did for comp- programmers, which is John Romero on this image for everybody in the early '90s of, "I'm a fucking rock star. I've got my Lamborghini, I'm a badass with long hair. look at how cool I am. Like you don't have to be that nerd that you envision from a movie. And all of a sudden, the same thing happens in 2016 again with the music because of what Mick Gordon brought to the table.
1: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it absolutely destroyed me in the best way possible. When I loaded that game up, it, I mean, ignoring how long it took to download and install and all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the anticipation just, just built and built and built. And I was loading up old school Doom and playing it while I was waiting <laughs> for this one to install. And it was like this whole ritual. And uh, what's funny is when that game came out, actually, I was at the, I was at the video game store that I used to work at. And uh, I had my whole PC. I lugged my whole PC up there, which is something that we used to do for some crazy reason. And um, we we're all ready, sitting down, ready to play Doom. My wife called me. She's like, hey, one of the kids is sick. They're like throwing up real bad. You need to come home. So like that was the night that the game came out. And so like I, dr- <laughs> I drove home, you know, took care of the kid. Did not just assemble the computer or whatever. Um, and I didn't get to play actually play it until the next day. Did I actually uh, like get to play work. 2016 before you did? You might have. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone did Um, those first 24 hours were crucial, but uh, (laughs) I remember, I remember sitting at the game store and after they were closed, it was like 1030 at night. And yeah, just like you step on to that, you step onto that elevator and Samuel Hayden's like, you know, uh, I will take personal responsibility (laughs) for the events of the last 48 hours, but you must understand and like the Doomslayer skin, he's like cracking his knuckles, and it, you yep. have that hear that music pulsing, and and um, just whenever 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 you get hit with that at Doomsgate, ri- so It good. just sounds like somebody throwing cosmic basketballs into <laughs> a metal wall. You know it I always mean? reminds me of like an weird. angry rubber band. Yeah, it's so it's so great, and yeah, like I mean, I was I was fully to the point where like I didn't even know that I wanted this until this is what i got like like i i had never you know for for being a metal head for being into like extreme metal um a lot of the reason that i'm into extreme metal extreme entertainment and stuff has a lot to do with some of those formative games like doom of like let's just be extreme some people might get sick of it after a while but like i don't i'll i'll, I'll download and play doom mods until i die you know what i mean like that's just that's just the kind of person that that game sort of sort of turned me into and so like I, I live this entire lifetime removed from the game. And I come back into the game and it's like accepting me as a metal fan, like with loving arms. It's like, dude, we got you. We get you. You know, you're one of us. Come into the fold. Here's and your gun. Go kill. Yeah, it was literally one of the most beautiful experiences yep. I've had with a video game like it during like the late like the more adult side of my life. <laughs> and it's not um it's not necessarily for the
2: most part, I think for most uh, for most people who played 2016, it's not accessible metal or like radio ready. There no. it is it reminded me um uh, it reminded me of the way I felt when I heard like the some of the tracks on that. Uh I think on 2016, Hellraiser, Rip and Tear remind me of like a weird mixture between like semi new In Flames, like Reroute to Remain, mixed with like the uh, mixed with like uh, I don't know. Um, I was uh, like Frederick Thornendal. like this yeah. really experimentally weird metal. With okay, this is a little more accessible, but it definitely knows <laughs> it knew where it came from, and Mick Gordon did not pull any punches. There is Lowered, lowered guitar. Uh, 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 what do you uh, what do you call that? It's tuning, down tuned. Um, yeah, down tune, It's brutal as shit, and it's not just like here's some metal guitar that sounds like washed out industrial.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you watch, it, like he did that big kind of explanation of how he made the music. Like it's on YouTube. But it's worth the watch if you love music or just love doom. And like the subtones that he was using just like the bass tones like there's he spends so much time being like this is how i created the uneasiness and the unrest that you kind of feel being in hell and like you see him like and then he's like but then i layer this synth on top of it and it kind of like jabs through all of like all of like okay you've got the unrest but then you have the jabs and then the riffs on top but then, how you interact with all the weapons can let 23 other things, but there's still a structure to the song and the waveforms that he's using. It is like unbelievably technical how he did the whole thing. Like, it is his brain is on another level, like how he thought this through and how they were able to implement all of it. Yeah, he's a badass. I mean, look at this guy. He knows it's up. Look at that nine string. Look at how many, how, how many, many strings? strings. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many
2: strings and they're so loose. I, <laughs> I mean, don't even know if I'm talking about anything that's important.
1: It's literally enough. It's literally enough screen, uh, strings to make corn salivate. You know, like yeah. it's like, really, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's got two more.
3: <laughs> He's like, uh. This seven-string won't do it anymore.
2: <laughs> oh, and and there's such a the first game, the original Doom. That soundtrack, Matt, like you had is... mentioned, It hid um from so many popular thrash and like and metal songs, um and and even alternative songs. But then 2016 just used the previous games as a reference there's so many just woven in references to the soundtrack for doom one and doom two and even doom three yeah they've got got the
1: main theme from doom three in there yeah
2: it's got these cool little easter eggs that if you listen close enough you're like i know exactly what level that is I know what two levels this is from. And that's just, he just gave so much of a shit about the source material. And I think that's where your doom fans loved it. But also if you are just a metal head and you're listening to this music, you also had this deep appreciation for the amount of talent that went into it. And it wasn't just a mail in uh video game
3: soundtrack, dude thinking he was doing metal. It was actually metal. It's brilliant. And I love watching speedrunners of 2016. I like uh I watch a guy named Bite Me. Uh, he just crushes that <laughs> game. Yeah. It's like okay, you are way better than I will ever be. Like I did a hundred percent jump through the entire level. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, and he does like a hundred percent run. So he's not using exploits. Okay. You know, like he's literally playing the game and he's like, and three, two, and that's where the cyber demon comes up. And here we go. And now, and now he's gone now that he's gone. Yep. And a BFG shot here. And I've got two more of those because that spawns here. And I'm like,
1: you just mathed this game. <laughs> as an old guy, I mean, what is our blood pressure looking like while playing these games? <laughs> oh, God, mine's to the roof. My wife's coming and tell me your face is very
2: red right now and your veins are popping up. Like, I know. Can you go get me that uh that that shot that's in the fridge? Like shot is in like a thing to put in my body, not alcohol. Also, I need to hydrate myself right now and go to bed at 930.
3: Oh, I man. felt very under control in 2016. Then Eternal hit and I felt like a maniac because of the way that the game is structured in having to use the fire belch to get the armor, to do the glory kill to get my health, to use my chainsaw to yeah. get the ammo like the dance of eternal was maddening to me at times. But that also, like, because Mick was there for that soundtrack, like it, it, the music propels you in every arena that you're in. He gives you something to latch onto, something new and something familiar. It's like he just identifies, like, okay, well, this is your first time facing this person, and this is kind of the theme that you're going to hear again. So, like, I forget. You know, there's the one that throws the shield up, and then it kind of like has an attack that's like, pew, pew. and like, yeah. no matter when it comes out, it all sounds like it's perfectly in tune with the music. And you're and not, not even
1: talking about it. it, you're like, plasma, so I can ble- break that shield. Yep. Yep. Oh, God, got to switch again. My controller. Why am I not playing this on <laughs> PC? Cert. <laughs> I had to buy a new mouse to play it on PC. Cause I only had a two button mouse and a scroll wheel. That was not cutting it. I had, I mapped like flame belch to one mouse button with my newer mouse. Cause it had like four extra mouse, four extra mouse buttons. And so it's like flame belch, glory, kill ice bomb, you know, like it's such a weird experience to where I can do all of that stuff without even thinking about it much faster than I could say it like that. I could, that I could narrate or tell you what I'm doing or why, it
0: becomes muscle memory in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, This is the sequence of buttons. I have to press to survive five seconds longer and not reset the loop of amazing music. It's built on
3: synapse and the music's built on synapse because it's all built on like, again, push forward, keep going, chug ahead. You're the machine. The machine runs on metal and riffs. Keep going, and it, and it, it made, gore.
2: yeah, and it made movement so absolutely necessary. There was no way, no way in hell that you could stay still. Um, and I, I will say that I, I think the music in Doom Eternal is both, it's the best thing and sort of the worst thing that happened to Doom Eternal, because Mick Gordon's work is so amazing. It is, it is even more ridiculous than doom 2016 was and so much more experimental and so much more peculiar that i don't think the i don't think the soundtrack of eternal could have happened or been received as well had 2016 not already laid the path for it Mm -hmm. um 2016 was crisp but it was also really no holds barred and then uh, you had stuff like like stuff like um super gornest and uh the only thing they fear is you that does some really brilliantly weird uh, uh like to- um key shifting didn't happen in 2016 yeah but mix soundtrack is so fucking good in eternal that unfortunately when andrew holship came in and did the dlc to me it all sounded like mud i couldn't hear i couldn't tell you a single memorable track from the DLC because Mix stuff from the original game was just so on point. And it's not that Andrew Hullshit did bad work, his work is amazing. It's just not Mix. And weird to say, but it really demonstrates just how much personality Mick Gordon put into these two games.
0: And that's one thing I know I'm disappointed with looking back. You can buy the 2016 soundtrack. <laughs> You can listen to it. I have you it on can vinyl behind me. Just take every single bit of that in. And they haven't done what they need to do to release Eternal.
3: Which and makes no sense. The whole the whole Mick Gordon arc here in Eternal makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you guys doing? Get it
1: together. Do right by Mick Gordon, please. Even if he is being unreasonable, just give him what he wants.
2: Uh, the, the man, the People man, rock stars
1: what they want <laughs> yes. to do brilliant things <laughs> since the beginning of this well, kind of music. And he, like, continu-
2: he continued to do video game music for other stuff, too. So, like, I'm always re- I would always I would love to know what the what the relationship breakdown was there. Um, but, yeah, like uh, it's it's so unfortunate because I feel like. That's one of those places where you're going to have to pick an artist who can do their best McGordon Gordon impression. <laughs> but that's not an impression. That is, a,
1: that is a guy who designed, basically designed a whole style of music with two games. Well, and let's take a second to t- actually, um, let's actually take a second to talk about Andrew Holschild because he is, this was a guy that started off just doing covers of the Doom songs on guitar. And I remember because like pretty, pretty quickly after I started using GZ Doom to play Doom on PC, um, you had all these, you know, obviously it it was the best source port to use because you had all these mods. I dropped Andrew's Doom soundtrack on as the actual soundtrack almost as soon as it was possible because it was it was a full instrumentation. And so now it's actually kind of weird whenever I go back and play like the Steam version and it's like just the original midis. I'm like, "Ah, well, you messed up steam, but I thought, I thought it was kind of incredible (laughs) that you could could start off, um, that you could start off doing something like that, like just as a YouTuber, a music YouTuber. And now you get to step into probably way too big a shoes to fill, but you're stepping into, you're stepping into the role of a guy that everyone loved, loves, I mean, he's not dead. You know, <laughs> like that everybody Rick Gordon. Yeah, yeah, that everybody that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I think that his work is really I actually like Andrew's work in in other games. Uh I as, do, oh, like, I do too. Well. I think Andrew Holston
2: is he is phenomenal. Uh mm. the IDKFA stuff was frankly the first time I uh and you guys probably experienced the same thing, like when I was a little younger, right? Right, really when YouTube started becoming bigger, I was always desperate to find covers of Doom Music because no one did them. No, and and I didn't realize it was basically because it was like copyright infringement, you know, because these songs are basically Bobby Prince is going to show up
1: at your house and yeah, <laughs> I'm and 70 years ugly. old and I ripped these songs off. Do you see this keyboard? <laughs> you I think wrote those going to take you to court? You need to meet Bobby Prince. <laughs> and <Andrew laughs> I stole this first. <laughs>
2: Mine to steal Andrew Holschutz was the first time in years of looking for good Doom cover music that he got it and every track was good there were a few like collections of Doom remake soundtracks where maybe three or four of the tracks would be good and then you'd just come to like I don't know uh, E1M8 the Phobos Anomaly song and it just sounded like absolute ass like what guitar tone is this dumbass using and or or you'd get to like uh, the one that was always my make or break was hearing a remake of E2 M1, which I think was based off of uh, ACDC's big gun. Yeah. yeah. And there's this phenomenal solo in the MIDI track and it's fucking insane. And I I was like, I, I can't I can't listen to any remake of this that doesn't have this solo perfectly redone. Sure enough, Andrew Holschitz has the has the, the solo perfectly redone and more. And I was like, I, this is it. This man has done it. It's the Holy Grail of Doom remake music. And so, yeah, I'm the same way, like the IDKFA soundtrack is just that's the way to listen to it. And it's this perfect transition into, like, 2016 when you just play all the
1: games through. Well, and he comes at it, too, with a much more like a less experimental uh, angle, because I would say that Andrew's more... Um, more traditional metal like he's rooted in you know th- this dude when i listened to this dude play i was like okay he listens to the same bands that i do you know what i mean like it, it's it's the same sort of thing and i think that's what makes it, it kind of makes what mick gordon did so much more special because i don't think mick gordon's just sitting there listening to death metal all day and i think that's why his stuff was able to be so accessible because mm-hmm. like when you listen to extreme metal there's there's like a set of rules that you, that you sort of have to follow, you know, um, your time signatures have to be a certain way. Your, your guitar tone has to be a certain way. And, and you figure all that stuff out based on the genre that you've chosen to play, you know? So you're like, if I'm going to play death, you know, it's one of those, like you need to, if you're going to play metal, you need to know the difference between technical, brutal death metal and brutal technical death metal. Well, it's like the the music, you're going to screw it
0: up. You know, it's like the music is less about the guitar which is what we hear in those old school middies. And it's more about sound manipulation. Mm. And how can I make the mood of this game? Well, logically there has to be an extremely low tuned guitar right <laughs> here. Right. So he's not afraid to move in and out of, well, yeah, it's metal, but it's also disturbing and it eats at you a little bit while you're listening to it. And you feel like it's in sync because it's timed so well.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's so powerful too that you end up moving to that music. It's it's like a rhythm game. Uh, I think back to Guitar Hero and Rez and all those other games that forced you to make motions and movements based on what the music demanded, and that was how I felt in Doom 2016. A little less in Eternal. Um, but especially in 2016, I moved because the music sort of demanded it. And that was a really unique feeling because I felt like I had to um I felt like I had to like shoot <laughs> when the, when the beats told me to, as opposed to just wantonly, because if I didn't, then something felt off because the music was that driving. I mean, I definitely shot whenever the fuck I could, but yeah,
3: <laughs> and that's a must, but I, I, yeah, I think the fundamentals of 2016 are so much more sound in, in what you're talking about compared to eternal, eternal, is just yeah just keep the hammer down (laughs) let the clip roll it's fine whatever you got you're gonna get more bullets eventually man it's fine yeah whereas like this the scarcity aspect of 16 is much more akin to earlier dooms to me than eternal's like just chainsaw just you're gonna get an it's gonna reload The, the rainbow of weapons will fly out of them it's fine
1: yeah I'm busting open demon pinatas. Yeah, like it's (laughs) right. (laughs) Sixteen. I mean,
3: I I loved that they went that big with it because there was that question of like, where else can we go? So they're just like, well, just do demon pinatas. Don't worry, it's fine. (laughs) There was. Um, I was trying to think. I was actually talking
2: to my wife in the car today, and I was like, "I want to make a really good comparison on the show tonight." And <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> about like to what to what metal albums would I compare twenty sixteen, and to what metal albums would I compare Eternal? And because I was thinking tonally about these games too, like twenty sixteen feels dr- drastically different in tone and atmosphere than uh, than Eternal. 2016 takes itself some almost on the verge of a little too seriously, but I love it. Mm-hmm. It felt like that darkness that the first Doom had that I liked. And so it felt like, I don't know, like I was saying, like um, I said I, at the gates, like it felt like it took itself seriously, almost too seriously. And then Eternal comes along and you've got like all this Guys, I don't know. Like, I love it, but there's a spinning, lot of weird got, bullshit in it. You've
1: got like spinning a health, yeah. like spinning
2: med packs. You don't even rip the gun out of people's hands anymore. You just find a floating gun. It's an arcade game. Yeah, It felt like just like, I don't know, a Man of War album or a Sonata Arctica album, like, which is cool in its own right. But also, there's a little something about it that lacks the music is phenomenal, but the overall tone, I'm like, okay, you, it's a little. It's a little too metal at times for me, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing, bro, but it's stick- <laughs> It's like Look, if the
3: need Doom- I remind you, you are the <laughs> you Doom Slayer. Are. If the Doom Slayer just stopped and was like, strike while the iron is hot. hot. <laughs> I would have been there for it. I would have yeah. been there for it. He
1: just has that cod
3: piece outfit.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> holding up, holding up the ring, the ring. I in feel the like sword. Corvus
1: from Heretic could pull it off.
2: Yes, but yes, yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know, I don't know about about our good boy Flynn McTaggart. <laughs> oh is he uh, even that anymore i mean the man is basically rip and tear at this point i mean that's that's the only words that he says uh <laughs> a lot of, you know if fear no well i don't, I don't want to spoil it he does say something really funny at the end of the dlcs but you're all gonna have to fight your way through it to hear it or just look it up just look it up yeah it's a it pretty easy <laughs> search <laughs> Not it's not that big of a secret. That he, he kills like the ultimate evil bad guy, and then he's like, Don't you want to say anything to your creator? And he's like, No, and they just <laughs> 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 it's, like, it's incredible. Just just incredible stuff. Um Yeah, I mean the these sounds it's funny that you're like, Oh, make a comparison. I didn't even think to do that to compare it to like an out to an album to a heavy metal album. But if I was going well, I'm more to, just in
2: artists as opposed I to I could only album. come Sorry, up with one. <laughs>
1: Well, I can only come up with one because you got you got my brain going now. Um, Tony Danza, the ta- to- the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza, Danza Four, uh, the Alpha, the Omega. That's the name of the album. Uh, Danza Four, yeah. Uh, I would say that that sonically, Mick Gordon's playing and everything it reminds me a lot of Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza. Um, so you know, definitely, definitely check, huh, definitely, definitely, definitely check that album out. I'll listen to the first one it's a lot of guns and roses ripoffs <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like just a bunch of rip of guns and roses it's fine <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's all cyclical right well i mean i don't know i think doom's comeback was a lot better than guns and roses come <laughs> very much so <laughs> we are into chinese democracy um not not as much did we did you get your, your free coke democracy no no, I don't think, I don't think. Well, no, going. you
2: can wait 20 years on Chinese democracy the way that Axel did, so it's funny.
1: Oh, no, no, you know what? We do have a Guns N' Roses episode on the schedule for 2022. 20, Whoa, spoilers, man. Yeah, spoiler alert. And you um, dropped that alpha. Yeah, well, you know. And just, the <laughs> omega. <laughs> give you a little something to look forward to, but yeah. No, it's it's funny, though, because the, the guitar tone that, that Mick Gordon has going on, which I'm sure is 100% unique to him, reminds me a lot of Tony Danza's that's actually a guy named Josh Travis, who doesn't actually live that far away from me, um, that did all the music on that album. And um, yeah, that, that's who, you know, Joe, that's who they should have gotten to, uh, to, to do the DLCs when they lost Gordon was Josh Travis. If they'd called us, we could have made the recommendation. Yeah, we definitely could have done that. But um, yeah, these these soundtracks. And it is, it you know, like Matt said, it is a travesty, travesty that we can't get, you know, the we can't get the Doom Eternal soundtrack to listen to. I mean, I can I can listen to it on YouTube anytime I want to, which isn't that big of a deal. But like, give me that double vinyl. Give me that, you know, give me that. Give me that awesome release of a soundtrack that everyone's been waiting for. This man wants release. Yeah, just let him release. I just, just want him a release.
2: good
0: mixed master. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the brick wall limiter that's in the game right now.
3: The, all yeah. I'm saying is that Mondo would do this soundtrack proud. There'd be wow. at least three mm. versions of it. Um, double gatefold, stout and tip-on jacket. Give me that multicolored pressed vinyl, give me like a hell spawn, give me a uh call it chainsaw eruption that's what I'm looking for I'm looking for a splatter vinyl you know yeah come on this is this is money in
0: the bank do you want the holy fucking shit edition Dan yes I want more (laughs) of these
1: he's all he's all dusty but I I want more of these that's that is a great statue it really is so that actually came from the collector's edition of doom 2016 that I bought for pc it comes in a... Bo- Hold on a second. Oh. You know, I'm turning off my camera. Is he going to get his helmet? <laughs>
0: He might be going to get the he helmet. Get
1: helmet. Is he going to put the helmet on? That's he the
3: real should. question. He should. Rance, I love that you're wearing the Animal Crossing. <laughs> the,
2: the rip and tear shirt.
3: <laughs> yeah. Because I remember like those YouTube videos when Eternal came out and they were like best friends.
2: There's such a such a great and warm, warm community, it seems like, behind the creation of Doom and its release as well. Like for a game especially Eternal once you know once 20 it had 2016 in the pocket and people knew what they were getting with Eternal. In software really leaned into that community aspect of the release for Eternal and instead of it being you know it's 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 a lot like I guess individual like local metal communities. Like whereas you think from the outside there'll be a bunch of hard asses and really unkind, you get in close and usually metal dudes are really nice. <laughs> and uh, and the same thing with like with 2016 or with, with Eternal where it came out and like they had this buddy-buddy relationship even with the games that were released on the same day. And they just cross-promoted something like Animal Crossing. I was like, this is, that's so fucking cool. Like, that's so cool.
0: That's the thing know. about metal, man. It's all about feeling brutal and feeling extreme and Screaming at the top of your lungs, <laughs> playing the heaviest, fucking, most brutal thing that's ever been played. But you want to hang out with other people right. that like the music too, <laughs>
2: right? You want to be a, let's let's be nice people. Let's not burn too many churches tonight.
0: Well, there was that one time. There was that one time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. So, welcome, oh, he's back. Have, uh, he's back, Dan. What do you so, got for us? Buddy. Let's see it. Let's see it. Oh, you're on spotlight. This. He's got it in the box is the box that that guy came in that statue this was the it's so dusty i just got off the top <laughs> of the shelf uh, but uh spotlight yeah. the dust man hang on i gotta move my microphone oh weird off oh, no uh, so oh, yeah. cool. yeah so that's the box that it came in and uh what's hilarious about it is as soon as I opened that box up, I pulled out the statue. I put batteries in it. And like, so the bottom of this statue like lights up. There's like a light and a fan down there. It takes like AAA batteries. And um, yeah, I had this guy. It, it lasted like, like a f- day. Um, oh, but no. he didn't turn it. I off. opened up that box. I took out the disc for doom 2016. Right. I put it in my computer. And it immediately opened up Steam and started downloading the game. I was like, You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, I bought that gigantic box
3: for an execute command.
1: How do you <laughs> like
3: your digital download?
2: That's why nowadays I just, and even like whether it's music or games, I'm just like, Okay, I'm just buying, I'm just getting it digitally. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to put, just going to be more crap sitting in my house. Damn it
0: do it every time i buy something yeah. for the ps4 i always put the disc in without the internet connected just to make sure that the game is actually on there <laughs> because if there's nothing on one of those discs i'm taking it back hell yeah hell yeah
1: yeah there's literally nothing on this disc <sighs> that sucks <laughs> like, but it looks so good it official does. Yeah. it does i mean I, I like having the tin case and everything but like Since it's already a redeemed download, I can't like ever sell this. If like they're gonna take my house or something, you know, like it's. uh, Hey, hey, well, give us that copy of Doom. I'm sorry, buddy, but you're just gonna have to shoot me. Here goes.
2: Here (laughs) goes Dan running out naked
1: with his Revenant statue
2: and his Doom tin case, and the Godzilla (laughs) statue. Don't forget that. Taking this from me. (laughs) His his rip and tear. His rip and tear undies on.
1: Yes. See, that's This nice. guy got damaged in shipping, though, so it, it's kind of... Uh, it's fine. Uh, it's it's kind of crunk, crunkly. <laughs> it is not gatefold. Okay. But since we're doing an impromptu unboxing, let's... Let's, <laughs> let's take let's a look. One. Yeah, I mean, it comes in these nice uh, these nice sleeves here. It's got the Doom Slayer's coffin, and then it's got the uh, track listing. Track listing, because it's a CD, boys. That's right. Yeah, and then it's, it's got on. lyrics on that book, right? It's on beautiful colored vinyl. I promise <laughs> you, Mom, my records are not satanic. Don't look at that one. Turn, turn <laughs> it over, dude. Turn it over, quick. Turn yeah. it over.
3: Okay, that's better.
1: No, it's a, it's just. The <laughs> same oh no,
0: thing. it's the same thing,
3: Satan.
1: <laughs> this is going right in Dad's bonfire later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. God. Now that I've got that. Now that I've got that geeked him out of the way. I love it. I've, you know me in records, man. And
3: if you don't know me in records, you're going to find out when we uh, transition to records of the year.
1: Oh, oh yeah, Matt. we should do that. Oh, that's, that's a perfect transition. This guy's a real professional. Hey, I'm here for you. Thanks for making the show awesome, Matt. <laughs> All right, are we transitioning to our record of the year? Transition! Who wants to go first? Me. Wolfie a,
0: mammoth WVH.
1: Yes. Listen King, to it. Van Halen. It's
0: like album of the year. Shout out to John Drake. You're not here. And uh, just for Jeff, cause he's not here. Spirit box, eternal blue.
2: Listen that's to a, it. That's a beautiful case though.
0: It, it really is dude. And I don't know if you've had the chance to listen to this one, but like, no, I haven't. This is one of those. It's all good. And It changes subgenres many times throughout the record, but you don't hate it. It's melodic. It's heavy. It's all the modern metal tropes. And then we can actually sing. That's awesome. And that's important sometimes. Sometimes it's not about being (laughs) Matt's imitation of
2: brutal. God damn it. (laughs) It's not all I
1: don't really know what's wrong with that, but all right. So which album was that
3: last one, Joe?
1: That is Spirit Box,
3: Eternal Blue. All
1: right, I'll take a listen to that. I think Matt Noss would enjoy that record.
0: I, I really do too. He might actually go out and buy the
3: vinyl. I'm, you but, know me. I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm hungry for that vinyl. Give me give me ridiculous wait times. Give That's, me all those no, Blue I'm Note jazz like, records, all, baby.
1: All my vinyl. So you know. Are you in the process of it? I am.
2: That's like, I have a wallet. Do you want
3: to, <laughs> how yeah.
1: much no, I'm, money I'm,
3: I'm thinning? I'm thinning it down. Cause it does turn into like, Stuff. I'll buy it. I bought something two years ago that I've listened to once. Mm-hmm. And I'm that's like, where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta go. Um, and it's just so I can buy things that I actually will listen to. Or, um, buy the, the one album that I've been looking for forever. Like I want uh, Robert Ludwig uh, pressing uh, Van Halen, uh, not Van Halen, Mm. Led Zeppelin (laughs) 2. There Um, you go. Okay. I can bore you with record shit all day. Uh, When they
4: first
3: first pressed Led Zeppelin 2, they had a hot cut, but people's record players were so cheap, it couldn't track it. So it would bump the needle out of the groove. Wow. Mm. So they basically stopped the presses, literally the, the record presses and made a quieter cut but like a lot of them got out. So that first Robert Ludwig and like, if you ever, if this is for anybody watching, if you're at a yard sale and you see Led Zeppelin 2, you pull out that record, you look in the dead wax and if the initials RL are there and they are charging 50 cents, be calm, put it back into the sleeve and say, yeah, I guess I'll take this. Because that is a three hundred dollar record <laughs> in good shape all day. <laughs> you <laughs> so shit you your go. pants when Hot you get in the car. Damn, <laughs> that that's some sweet juice for you. But usually they look like absolute trash, and if it's absolute trash, then uh, because that record you listen to the fuck out of it. That, that's just how it works. Brants, what do you got?
2: Um, so mine is. Uh, I, I hope I don't have to defend it, uh, but mine is. <laughs> <laughs> mine is "God Is Partying" by Andrew WK. Yes. Right. Um, Thank you. I. I Why would fucking, you have to defend that?
1: Okay. Because good. you're here.
2: I <laughs> love, I love WK. I <laughs> would too. literally go to the grave for that dude. When, when party hard came out, that album knocked the shit out of me because I heard it on the radio and I was like, wow, this is the closest thing to stuff that I have to go into what we had record and tape traders to find These bands, right? You never heard of this on the radio. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And it was a little had fun and it was a little doofy. And that whole album and saw the dude in concert so much and his love for metal was so deep. And he had he had one of the like the 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 previous, you know, one of the the good I think like a touring guitarist from Morbid Angel that was playing for him. And he was just such a good dude. I could talk about NRBK forever, but when God is partying came out this year. I was a little, I was like, oh, come on, Andrew. Like, it's got to be a good album. And it absolutely, the shit out of me. It was just so good. Um, and it does that weird Andrew WK thing where it is happy and philosophical, but also just this much dark. And you're wondering if the dude is having real problems <laughs> in his life. Um, but just just <laughs> instrumentally and even lyrically, I think it's it's brilliant and gorgeous. And I love it
0: one of the best live shows I've ever seen mm-hmm. Four I get. guitarists. He might've had two bass players, or I'm just imagining that. And just the biggest, most let's rock sound you've ever heard.
3: Yeah. I get wet is a cover to cover classic in my I, house. Yep. Like, Thank you. So good. What it's,
0: are we doing? Andrew WK on the main
3: show, Dan, it's so big. It's asking so for
0: two friends.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. Wait, what are you doing? <laughs>
4: <laughs> what do you guys want to I, do? I, I'm I you, right? I'm dude, just I will.
2: <laughs>
0: so I Rance, the next time he's sick, I'm calling on both of you I, I, Andrew I, WK
2: whew,
1: right I now. Let's We're go doing
2: the wolf. <laughs> what, Dan? Do you not? Do you not like Andrew
1: WK? I don't. know. Why does everybody think that I? hate I don't know. You got
2: this face. I, I said nothing.
0: <laughs> he,
1: he doesn't like to have fun. Sometimes I do. I don't have a problem with Dan, Ready Andrew to WK. Die. Ready I mean, to die is one of the most brutal tracks I have ever. I'm heard. not a, I'm not a diehard fan, but I like don't. I don't hate Andrew WK. <laughs> I wasn't mad when you picked that as your album. Sad that year. we're all doing the thing right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dan, 2021
0: was great to us musically. How was it to you?
1: Oh, I mean. Uh, there's I mean, you know, we got
4: <laughs> there it is,
2: you know.
1: We got the Crimson Corridor by Zayo. That's a uh, that
2: is that also is a is an absolutely phenomenal <laughs> I
1: listen to Zayo. That's a phenomenal cover. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great fucking album, too. What I love about this cover actually, like really look at the arm and try to think about what angle whatever that arm's attached to is standing at.
2: It could be like coming like I've, sta- I've, I've stared
1: at this for hours
0: <laughs> like just that is crawling on the ceiling and has made its way down the wall and is reaching backwards over the back of its head to say hello to you right now. I've come
1: to the conclusion that it's just feet on the ceiling inside the closet. Mm. Mm. Uh, but you know, it, it's yeah, it's it's this record is. blistering. But also probably one of the most like heartfelt records that I, that I've heard. And I'm not saying that as a Zayo fan, like, cause I mean, this was also a record that was like really, really, really hard to keep under wraps. Um, because this was, this, this marks the first time that like, um, I, I heard a record by a band that I loved and I wasn't thrilled on it. The first time I heard it, And then I listened to it over and over and over again, but it wasn't like a purchase justification sort of thing. It was more of just like, maybe because I'm such a fan, I'm now like putting my own expectations Mm -hmm. on this and being able to look at the band in a a way of like, okay, they're doing a thing here. Like, they're doing something different. They're, they're expanding out. For a band as late in their career as Zayo is, it's insane to me that they are still innovating and they're not afraid to go into territory that their fans are not expecting. So, yeah. That, yeah it's, that's it's actually a a,
2: Honestly, that's a, that's a sort of funny you mention that with this particular episode, because in a way, that's also the Doom music story. Like needing to innovate to step up into a completely different era while maintaining some of the same staples, but being willing to like leap past expectation. Yeah. So that's that's that makes me want to listen to that album. And you have constantly mentioned Zayo and I, I, I have not yet. And I'm a piece of shit. As everybody I mean, just nods
3: I mean <laughs> Rance, I don't know you but, Am I a piece of shit, Matt? But based on you not listening to Zayo I am I would say that I am You don't. and I are equally pieces of <laughs> well, shit Well, to yeah,
2: no, no, put it maybe in a way When he was talking about like constantly changing And like taking chances and risks I was like, oh, it's so it's like my relationship With every Linkin Park album Okay, like oh, okay. that's, you know Like listening for the purpose not to justify But like learn
1: I did oh, not give changes. Lincoln Park the uh, free pass for innovation that I gave Zayo but um
2: did you give them the free pass for death? Dan What? No. Yeah. RIP, dude. I know. <laughs> Just making it weird for you, I man. Know,
1: but I, I know, I feel it. Still we not doing it, it, man. Still not doing it. We talked about it. <laughs> we talked about it in the episode a little bit, but I, um yeah i don't know like i don't that was a hard one actually because we we actually held off on doing lincoln park episode because of that for a while yeah because i wanted enough time to pass to where i wasn't going to get like a whole bunch of hate if i said anything yeah that was out of line you know but also give enough time to where it would be you know semi-respectful of like hey we're just talking about these records man at the end of the day it does not matter what i think you know um but yeah, uh with with Zayo, yeah, definitely check it out. I will say it's not it's not for everyone, but I think uh I think you both should check it out, give it a chance. We'll do and, and I'll listen to the Andrew WK album.
0: And then, What about know,
1: Wolfie? I already listened to Wolfie. I did your stupid Patreon review of it and it, was, it was fucking was, great. I said it was a good rock album, okay? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good rock and roll. Well, guys, I think that's it. I think we did it. We, we got wait, to the wait, what end the f- of a... I, 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 what the fuck, I, no, Dan? I, <laughs>
3: no, <laughs> I, my, I have records. Oh, no, you'll
1: get one. Okay. <laughs> listen, you listen to me. You
3: listen, listen to Zayo. Listen to Zayo because no, they're good.
1: No, you're and, good. Okay. <laughs> and not. What's your album of 2021?
3: I have, uh, I have uh, this guy right here. This is Ooh. Crawler by Idols. Okay uh, on the brown vinyl because that's uh I, I love I love idols. Uh they really came into my attention probably th- three years ago now. I uh, with um uh, happiness or joy as a piece of resistance, I don't know, but that, that album. Joy as an art as an act of resistance. And they on this album, they really kind of challenge themselves to do some new stuff, take some big swings. Some of it hits, some of it misses, uh, but I really enjoy what the hell they're doing. But uh, this is the album that stole my heart. This is pom pom squad, uh, death, of a death of a cheerleader. Okay. Um, uh, This is the most nineties record I've heard in 2021. <laughs> it is absolute. If you liked letters to Cleo, you're going to love death of a cheerleader I don't know I was just in my I was just nostalgic enough for this record Um, it is not breaking new ground it is not the best thing I've ever heard in my life but boy just hearing um, familiar just hearing modern guitar music in any way shape or form was like thank God it's not a synthesizer (laughs) (laughs) right it's just four people making music together was just the that wasn't you know new metal or metal it was just enough of a breath of
1: fresh air that i was like i'll take it give me all of that that you got that's how i felt when hum put out a new record i was like oh my god finally yeah Yeah. just just
3: something that's not what i'm listening to right now that's familiar enough it's definitely throwback it's not great but it's my album of the year I'm going to listen to that tonight while watching Lady in the Tramp.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to play Doom after this. I mean, (laughs) it'd be weird weird not to. Um, Well, guys, this is the first episode of Discuss Metal Live. We're going to be doing this once a month. We're not going to be doing this exactly. Uh, the, The goal is to pick a discussion topic that's a little bit different than what we would normally talk about on the main podcast. And um, I want to thank everybody that was watching this live uh, or more realistically, everybody that's hearing the audio version of this on the podcast feed uh, later on. Um, But uh, yeah, just thank you guys so much. And, you know, definitely uh, looking forward to doing this again next month. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Thanks, Rance. Thank Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the invite. It was a lot of fun.